Come be a part of the Tea Party with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board Doc Holliday's Tea Party right now. It's only a click away. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday, and you're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. So good to have you back. We are deep into the year 2011, getting into the second week, and so many things are happening. We want to talk about some of them today. We're going to touch base on some of the news, but we also want to say stay tuned for another great interview. We have the Reverend Bill Owens on the line, or we'll be on the line in just a few minutes, and he is an exciting person, a very intelligent person who is. Uh, lived many experiences that some of us uh, only read about. So we're going to have him on the line. He's going to be talking to us in just a few minutes. You don't want to miss that. And then this week's Rock of Liberty speech is about you. Yes, you heard it right. It is about you. And so you don't want to miss this week's Rock of Liberty speech be coming up at the end of the show. Now, let me... Without we, before we jump into the news, let me tell you, I've been hearing back from you, got feedback. Some of you are already signing up for a subscription to the Tea Party Review magazine. If you haven't yet, go to the, uh, uh, right there, the banner on the Doc Holliday's uh, Tea Party uh, page and, and just go right to that banner. Click on that banner says Tea Party Review or down at the bottom of the page. It'll take you to the Tea Party Review magazine and there you can uh, read about it, check up on it. It's going to be coming out, the first issue coming out in February and it's got uh, a great lineup of writers. Uh, we had uh, Stephen Allen, Dr. Stephen Allen, the editor of the Tea Party Review magazine just a few weeks ago. You can go back in the archives and listen to that uh, episode with uh, Dr. Allen, and I'm just excited because we need a print publication for a movement. Every movement has one, and now the Tea Party movement has a print magazine that will be dedicated to the Tea Party movement. So uh, go check that out. Uh, click on the banner of Tea Party Review uh, magazine that you can see right on Doc Holliday's uh, Tea Party page, or you can go to my website, www.teaparty.ms. Just uh, the banners on the right-hand side of the page there. You can click on and find out more about the Tea Party Review. And, yes, if you need to make a few extra uh, bucks or, or your Tea Party group wants to make some money, raise some money, there's a way to do that, too. But becoming an affiliate won't cost you anything. Check that out. Tea Party Review Magazine. Now let's go right into today's show. I want to talk about the new Congress sworn in. we got new, new uh, senators, new representatives. And we're ready to see some uh, rock and roll going on. I'm excited because of what is the new blood coming in and the new leadership. We're starting to see some things happen. There's going to be a lot of posturing, a lot of uh, mainstream media beating down. But I'm excited because so many of these new congressmen, these new senators have got the backing of the Tea Party and they have gritted their teeth in a campaign saying we're going to stand strong because we know the Tea Party movement is behind us. They're going to keep our feet to the fire and I don't care what the mainstream media throws at them. We're going to see a new group. 
they could all fold. And to do, we'll vote them out. But I'm telling you, there's something about this Tea Party movement. I smell some tea brewing. And I'm so glad about that. But it's uh, one of the things that really, really got to me is reading about what's happening with the START Treaty over in Russia. Let's, uh, you can go back a couple weeks ago. We are talking about the lame duck session of Congress and how I was so disappointed in the Republican, uh, 13 Republicans voted on the START Treaty. And I said, how do we know that... Uh, we can have missile defense because in preamble it says we don't. But then the President Obama told the senators, don't worry about that. The, pre- the preamble and uh, in the START Treaty is nothing. There's nothing judicial. There's nothing binding in that preamble. And so that, I think, is what finally sowed it on some Republicans that had these doubts. And I have doubts. You go back and hear it. I had doubts. I said, why sign something if you don't know exactly what it means? But we were assured by the Obama administration, the president himself, that there was no binding words in the preamble. You know, it didn't bind us against uh, building missile defense systems in the future. And now (laughs) the treaty was passed in the United States Senate, which it had to be uh, before it would be law. But then, of course, it had to go to uh, the Russian Duma. And, the, and that's uh, the equivalent of our Congress. And I'm not sure what, uh, how, how it goes with our Senate. Our Senate has to approve a treaty by a two-thirds vote. And now the Duma is saying, you know, what we said in the preamble is it, it, it's binding like law. And President Obama told the senators, no, it's not binding. We just, you know, it's just words put in there. And now the Duma says it is binding, and, and, and they're thinking about changing it to make sure that we know it's binding. And I'm thinking, President Obama, why did you put us in this position? I hope the Duma changes it and puts what they want in there, and then they'll come back to the United States Senate. And by golly, we, we need to know what words mean. And if, why sign a treaty if you don't know what the words mean or the definition of words? And... And time and time again, Republicans and all the Senate needs to know, they said, let us see the negotiating papers. Let us see the negotiating details, the, the minutes of the negotiating. They have not been released. They don't have to be released publicly. I respect my senators. And let them see the, the negotiating minutes. They have not been allowed to see that and now they want to vote for the future and that's what made me so frustrated about the united states senate voting on a start treaty that we didn't know what the preamble really meant we were assured by president obama that it meant nothing now it goes over back to russia and the duma the russian duma says it does mean something and if you don't believe it means something we're going to change it up and put what we really mean in there And now, you know the rest of the story. We got a president who says one thing to the United States Senate, another thing to the Russian Duma, I guess. I don't know. But I know one thing. Need to get all this straightened out. I tell you, this is the future of America, the future of our national defense. If it 
if we can't figure out what a preamble is, if it's binding or not, if it's binding, we need to know. I always thought when you sign something, that's binding. Now we got a, President Obama was a constitutional uh, attorney teaching in law school, and he tells us that the words in the preamble are not binding. So does that mean in the United States Constitution where it says, we the people may hold now. Now, did you get it? It just clicked in my mind. That may be the whole problem. We believe the preamble of the United States Constitution is binding when it says, we the people. And we got a constitutional attorney who just told the United States Senate that the preamble of the START Treaty is not binding. It's not legal, uh, relative to legal uh, uh, law. <laughs> okay, did you have that uh, light bulb moment? It just turned on. Maybe this is the whole problem we've had with the, our president and the way he see th sees things. For those who didn't have the light bulb moment, I just got to thinking, if he doesn't believe the preamble and the START treaty is binding, then that's why he obviously doesn't think he's doing things unconstitutional because maybe he doesn't believe the, the, the preamble of the United States Constitution is binding. Oh, somebody, somebody clear that up for us. Somebody that uh, got a hotline to the White House, uh, call... Call uh, Mr. Gibbs or one of the, you know, we, we need to get up there and ask that question. Does the president believe any preamble is binding? Uh, maybe, maybe the whole Declaration of Independence is thrown out in his mind. I don't know, but I would like to get the bottom of that. But let's go on. And not only uh, the Duma of Russia is uh, on my mind, but there's also something called the debt ceiling. And the debt ceiling is, right now, it's, uh, we, the Congress has approved America's debt to be up to $14.3 trillion, I believe. We are somewhere around $13.9 trillion in debt now. It's going up every day. We're borrowing more and more money. We will soon, sometime in the next few weeks and months, uh, hit the ceiling of $14.3 trillion. Now, what are we going to do? The president says that, uh, we, well, I haven't heard the president say on that exactly, but he had a White House economic advisor, I believe uh, Goosby uh, there, came out and said, there's going to be a catastrophe if it's not raised. Now, why are we always, always, when the Obama administration, they said, we do this or we'll roll off a cliff. We've heard that on every Every piece of legislation. Can somebody say, the boy that cried wolf? How many times have we heard the story? Now, what can we believe? And we just got through hearing about what's going on to start treaty. You know, when you think, if you can't trust somebody, then, you know, what exactly do you believe? But I'm going to tell you something about this debt ceiling. There's something different because we got some Tea Party folks in there that I hope will hold the line. There used to be an old football uh, cheered when, when uh, the defense were going, H-O-L-D, hold that line. You know, H-O-L-D, hold that line. $14.3 trillion, is that not enough? 
Obviously not for a lot of folks. But I'm telling you, the Tea Party movement, we need to say, put the put the feet to the fire, and all these people will be up for re-election here in a, in a couple of years, less than a couple of years when the races start. And I'm telling you, we need to see who will hold the line. And the, this spending, it's got to stop. And if we can't live off $14.3 trillion in debt, you know, where's it going to end? we got to start somewhere. We have got to start. So call your congressmen, call your senators, tell them to hold that line. Just tell them, H-O-L-D, hold that line. We need to get this line of credit and stop it at $14.3 trillion. And we need to see where we cut. We're going to just have to cut. I'm telling you, we the dollar's not going to be worth anything. We keep printing more and more money, printing more and more money, and it makes what we have more and more worthless. And one day, I've told you before, you've heard on this show, we have the world's reserve currency. Everybody in the world would love nothing more than see America fall and lose that line of full faith and credit. And they're going to say, oh, you, America will lose its full faith and credit if we, if we don't raise the debt ceiling. No, you got it backwards. As our dollar gets cheaper and cheaper and buys less and less barrels of oil, as oil goes up, like I think the administration is, uh, I think they love for oil to go up because they say that way they'll lose, use less. But you can't have a growing economy and you can't have uh, a weak economy needing to make jobs with gasoline spiking. And yet uh, we see that starting to happen. And as the dollar gets cheaper and cheaper, as we print more and more money, the barrels, it's going to cost more and more American dollars for a barrel of oil. Gas prices will go up. And I'm just not all that certain that the EPA and many in this administration care about gas prices going up. This administration that supposedly wants to help the poor, and I believe in helping the poor, and one way is to make sure we can keep an economy going with gas prices down, stop the taxes, let's open up and let us drill oil in America. But no, the poor people are getting hurt because of poor decisions in this administration, poor decisions in the Congress that will not let us explore for oil on our own land in our own country. Uh, can't keep going on and on. I tell you, uh, we've got to get to the interview here. I want to tell you some about uh, Reverend Bill Owens. Uh, he is a, a longtime pastor. He's, uh, I think he's retired now. I don't believe he has a church. He's retired as far as pastoring, but he's an activist in many ways. He marched with uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in the 60s in Memphis, Tennessee. He, was, he went to school in Memphis. He came from a very poor background, but put himself together, went through school, uh, got his degrees, uh, went on and uh, went to Oral Roberts, helped help, uh, put many African Americans into a scholarship program there and helped open up doors in a, what was a predominantly white school. Had very few minorities before he helped uh, open up some doors in Oral Roberts University. But that's not the only place. He's, he has been uh, many times consulted in the, at the White House at, uh, in Capitol Hill with many meetings. He has worked hard in the in the conservative community over the last few years on social issues, on uh, fiscal issues. And what the Reverend Bill Owens sees is the principles. He doesn't like 
uh, looking at the color of somebody's skin, he says, can this person perform and what can we do to help him get educated to perform at his best or at her best? And so uh, he, he's not afraid to go to tea parties to speak. He's not afraid to speak anywhere where they'll let him stand on principle. So we're going to have a Reverend Bill Owens on. We're going to get him on the line right now. But before we get Reverend Bill Owens on the line, let me remind you that you're listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. And I'm your host, Ed Holliday. And you're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. And you're about to hear Reverend Bill Owens. We're glad to be with you, Dr. Holliday. Thank you for having me on. Well, we have a dynamic movement going on called the Tea Party Movement. And we have a lot of... uh, People that are talking about the Tea Party have been the past uh, couple years. And then after the November 2nd elections, uh, I think the Tea Party movement really had an effect on elections. And being a, a black conservative, well, what, how do you feel like the Tea Party movement has, uh, has made inroads into the politics of, the, of America? One thing I see the Tea Party has done, it has... Um uh, it has reached a critical mass. You know, a lot of movements start, but they 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 uh, be like a flash in the pan. But right. the Tea Party movement started and has been very successful because so many people are dissatisfied, and it gave people a, an avenue to vent that dissatisfaction and work together for change. Now, Reverend Owens, you you've had a wide range of seasons and years of experience, and you've marched in the civil rights movement with Dr. King and. And now our Congressman John Lewis, you marched with him back in the 60s, and you have been in exclusive meetings over the years in the White House, on Capitol Hill, and in many places of political power. You have also been a speaker at a lot of the different Tea Party events, and I've uh, been a couple and heard you speak myself. How do you see the Tea Party movement today? Do you see it as a continuation for what you marched for in the 1960s, for the freedom you were wanting at that point, or is the Tea Party's march for freedom different? I think it's, it's, it, they have some similarities, but it's different in that the civil rights movement was really about the color of your skin. Uh-huh. And a black person born black, he cannot make himself white. Well, that's right. Uh, so he had no choice. Uh, but there are some similarities, and that is when people, they get tired of a certain thing, uh, they are guaranteed by the Constitution of our country that they can uh, confront those things in a peaceful manner, and that's what the Tea Party has done. Well, then that's a good answer. I got another question for you now. President Obama is America's first black president, and he's, he's idolized, I know, a lot in uh, predominantly black communities across America. Uh, do you catch some flack sometimes because you speak at tea parties uh, when you are uh, among the black circles of friends? Well, I catch some flack, but I don't pay it any attention. I get flack from black and whites. So I don't pay any, of that intention, any attention because I go by my convictions. And uh, I think that the person who wants to criticize me, uh, I think it's their problem. It's not my problem. So I don't take up their responsibilities. Well, I admire your freedom to speak your mind. And like you said, I know you've, you've caught flack from a white community, black community. It doesn't matter because you stand on your principles. That's right. That's it. And now saying that, I do, because uh, you, you grew up in, the, in Memphis, Tennessee in the, in, in the 40s, 50s, and then marched in the 60s. And, uh, you know, you've known racism in the past. And, and I can say even today, I know there's pockets of racism 
What do you say to people who believe that racism no longer exists or is such minimal proportions that we no longer need to be concerned as a society about racism itself? Now, I think one of the big differences in racism now and racism when we had the Civil Rights Movement, now we have racism on the black side of the house. Mm -hmm. And you got dual racism. You got white racism and you got black racism. Mm. And uh, uh, there is a need for us to be concerned about racism wherever it is because it, it makes a difference in people and in their lives. So I suggest that uh, I said to people that be careful uh, when you see racism, uh, deal with it if you can, and uh, let people you know, do what they feel they should do as long as it doesn't affect anybody else in a negative way. Because you ne you're never going to stamp out how people feel, and that's one thing that uh, I guess until uh, uh, until heaven comes down to earth, we're not going to have a perfection. But uh, but like you said, seeking the, where where we see racism, I know in the Tea Party movement, they, uh, the some folks have tried to peg the mainstream media has tried to peg the Tea Party movement as a racist movement, and and if I see it anywhere, I want to get rid of it, and I know you feel the same way. That's right. Well, I don't see that. Well, I'm glad you don't see it, and, and I'm trying to, I'm, I'm tr trying to convince the mainstream media here at Doc Holliday's Tea Party and other places. We've had you and other uh, black uh, conservatives on, and we've had a representative from the NAACP on it over the, the last few months. And what I want to do is to let people recognize this movement is so strong that whatever the mainstream media tries to throw at it. Uh, that uh, it, it's not sticking because it's not true. And if we do see any pockets of racism, I mean, where I say get rid of it. You know, it doesn't have, it doesn't need to be any part of the Tea Party movement. That's right. You're absolutely right. I have not seen it. Now, if it's there, I've not seen it, and I've been to several. Well, uh, I appreciate your input on that, uh, Reverend Owens. And I had another question for you. I know now we got you on the line, and uh, I, I just appreciate all the things you've done in, in your past. There's so many things. You've taken some principal stands. And I know during the last Republican primary for president, you spent uh, a lot of days on the campaign trail with uh, former Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee. Uh, can you tell our uh, listeners why you supported him in 2008? And, and then I'd like to ask you, would you support him if he decided to run again? I would support him if he, if he were to run again. I would support him, and, and I can tell you why I support him. Yeah, well, we'd like to hear that. He's a minister. He's a man of character. And uh, we're on the same side in, in the most important areas in our culture today, abortion, same-sex marriage. Uh, and uh, he was a governor of Arkansas. and got 48% of the black vote. That means that the black people were very satisfied with him as a, the governor of Arkansas. And uh, he's a man of principle, and I would gladly support him again. I cannot support anybody who is for abortions, who's for sames. Everything we believe in, that's scriptural, if they're against it, I can't support them. I don't care who they are. Now, you just uh, gave a statistic that uh, I don't know our listeners have heard, and I have never heard it, when you said that when he's uh, governor of Arkansas, he got 48% of the black vote running as a Republican in, in That's right. He in got 48% of the black vote. See, one issue that he took on that most governors or politicians don't want to take on, and that is the, 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 the difference in white prisoners and black prisoners, the number. Mm -hmm. uh, prisons are f f filled with black uh, prisoners. Mm 
mm-hmm. and there is an inequity there. And he made an effort to correct that inequity by uh, freeing a lot of blacks who were not charged with serious crime but had been given a lot of time. He freed them, and he caught a lot of flack from the white community. So he has stood on his principle even when it cost him. So I would I supported him then and would support him again. Well, now you've given given us all a, a, another insight into Governor Mike Huckabee, and I appreciate that. Uh, uh, a couple more questions here, and while we got you on the line, is the Tea Party movement, you know, is still young. It's just a couple years old, and you've been in uh, movements before, such as the Civil Rights Movement. And uh, I'd like to know what advice would you give for the Tea Party, different Tea Party groups and people, the Tea Party movement across the nation, as how to advance our principles and how to make change happen within this uh, Tea Party movement. Could you uh, elaborate on that? I don't know that I could give any advice, but I can say if when you believe in something, then stand up for it. Be willing to stand up for it and take whatever comes your way. That was what the Civil Rights Movement did that surprised uh, white America. They did not expect blacks to stick together the way they did with dogs and water hoses. Uh, that's the price you pay. And uh, I can't give them any special, the Tea Party any special uh, advice because the dynamics are different from the mm-hmm. Civil Rights Movement. Civil Rights Movement was about the color of your skin. And the Tea Party uh, group, they're dealing with principles, they're tired of certain things, and they've they're, they're found a way to vent their dissatisfaction. And that's what they're doing. They're doing a good job. Well, one of the things, and I, I think our listeners would like to know, and I know it, it fascinated me, to t- you talking about how uh, during the Civil Rights Movement that uh, people didn't, the white, white America didn't think the black people would stick together. And I remember uh, you telling me how, you know, they, they would teach you uh, as far as how to, you know, not to move like if somebody was, if you're sitting at a counter to, to eat at a restaurant, and they didn't want you there, and somebody put cigarette butts on you uh, to burn you. What, what, tell us just a little bit inside on that training that you know they would go over with you how to how to uh, respond. Uh, we had training sessions, and you could not be on the front line in the civil rights movement unless you went through the training sessions because they would actually put cigarettes on you, uh, lit cigarettes on your neck. They might would hit you. And we could not strike back. And we had to go through, I guess, basic training to be able to withstand that. And if we found a person couldn't take it, then they never got to the front line. Because we could not stand any violence. The blacks could not afford to be violent. We had to let the others be violent and we'd be peaceful. So, uh, yes, uh, we paid a high price during that time. And uh, and nobody thought it would stick. Nobody thought the blacks were going to uh, continue to stand up for their rights the way they did, even when their lives were at risk. And as you know, people were killed. That's right. So uh, uh, I, I hope that helps. I hope that answer helps. Well, it does, and it, I, I commend you for what uh, your your lifetime has been uh, a march for freedom, and you've seen many things happen, and, and a lot of people would just uh, say, I'm ready to... Uh, draw retirement and go rest and here you are right in the middle of the tea party movement uh, standing up for the principles of america and i just want to say thank you for doing that well thank you for having me on and a great interview anything you want to tell our listeners uh before we go here reverend owens just keep marching dr holiday you're a good soldier we're great friends and i'm proud of you of what you're doing you're doing a great job 
and uh, we worked together for some years now. I admire you the way you stand up, and we just want the best for all of us, for all of all America. God bless you, Dr. Holliday. Thank you. And that was uh, Reverend Bill Owens, and we're so glad we had him on the program. I hope you learned a lot. I always learn a lot when I talk with Reverend Bill Owens, and it's so good that he's a part of the Tea Party movement. And one thing I want to take home about Reverend uh, Bill Owens, what he had to say, the very important thing he said that back in the Civil Rights Movement, the white America did not think the blacks would stand up and, and stay strong for so long. And that's the very thing that so many people in the liberal and progressive mo- movements, they look at the Tea Party movement and they say they won't last. They don't have strong legs. But that's the take-home nugget I want you to get from what Reverend Bill Owens said is we got to remain strong and we got to be able to stand our ground. And like he said, it was nonviolent. And that's what made it so uh, so authentic and so such a strong stand when martin luther king jr uh preached nonviolence. and tea party movement is not a violent thing we must vote we must get people to vote our constitution leaders told us that we they provided for us an opportunity to change the government by voting and that's what it is we have to get people excited to vote and we got to make sure people are registered to vote. We continue to march on by getting people to vote. And just like you, uh, he is a part of the Tea Party movement. We are Doc Holliday's Tea Party, me and you. And before we end the show on the Rock of Liberty speech, let me one more time remind you, go to the banner on, uh, and click on the Tea Party Review magazine. We're so glad that uh, they've got their banners on there and it's helping out. Uh, here, helping us up here here at Doc Holliday's Tea Party. And what I want you to do is get familiar with that magazine and tell your friends about it. And uh, sign on, get your subscription. If you want to know what's going on in the Tea Party movement, you need a subscription to the Tea Party Review. So go there and click on the banner and get over to the Tea Party Review site and uh, sign on, get a subscription there. Now let me tell you about the Rock of Liberty speech. It is about you. It is about you and what you are doing. Just look at what's going on in the new Congress. People are scared of the Tea Party movement. They're scared to say, let's just go ahead and raise the debt like we've done for the last uh, few years. No, it's time to say no to raising the debt without seeing why we're doing it. Where can we cut before we start borrowing more money? It is the Tea Party movement. It is you. And I'm so glad that together we are casting a vision. Doc Holliday's Tea Party is casting a vision of where the Tea Party movement is going. We've been doing that the last couple of weeks. We're going to continue doing that during the month of January. And you are the reason. We want you to know where we're headed. We want you to know that you are making a difference. We want you to not only persevere and to stay in the fight, we want you to gather your friends and your neighbors, those who are doubters, those who say this movement won't last. Get them involved. Get some new people involved and get them excited because we are growing. The Tea Party movement is making a difference. We are small. We don't have a majority in the Congress. But we are flexing our muscles and we are putting a fear in the politicians because we knocked out 63, turned over 63 House seats 
from Democrat to Republican because the Democrats would not listen. Now, if Republicans won't listen, I don't mind knocking them out either. But we got to find the conservative principles that we can grow on. We can stand our feet on solid rock. And that's what the Rock of Liberty speech is this week, is letting you know that you are making it happen. You are casting the vision for America. We are standing firm on the United States Constitution. The story of the Tea Party movement is the story of you. 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 You in New York. You in California. You in Mississippi. You in the state of Washington. You in Washington, D.C. You in Alaska. You in Florida. All the states. Where you are. You've been writing to me emailing me go ahead you can email me let me know what you're listening to let me know that uh you're on board with the doc holidays tea party show and if there's things you want us to talk about email me we we can't return all the emails but we do read them and i'm excited to tell you that we will be continuing on casting the vision in the month of january but we will make a turn somewhere in uh around march we're going to start talking about the republican uh, a presidential race, the Republican primary. Who are the contenders? Everybody knows uh, some of the names being thrown out there. But we're going to start looking at those individually. You heard on the interview today with uh, Reverend Bill Owens that he uh, worked some last time with uh, Governor Huckabee. I know he went through Texas, went a lot of places speaking with Governor Huckabee. And, and he, he believes in Governor Huckabee. You heard him say if he ran again, he'd stand beside him again and support him. But there's other people that uh, we don't know if he's going to get in. There's a lot of folks. It's really a free-for-all. There's no front-runner. There's uh, maybe a couple you consider a front-runner. But this is something that is very important. And the Tea Party movement is going to have a big say in who will represent the conservatives in the next presidential race and right here on doc holiday's tea party we're going to look at it a little differently than anybody else anywhere in any media uh program and uh we'll talk a little bit more about that as we uh come come closer to the the time in march but between now and then we'll continue casting the vision we'll continue working with you you are the reason that uh i come on the air every week and I appreciate you letting your friends and neighbors know we got a growing audience, and we're reaching out. We're a part of the Tea Party Review magazine, and we're part of the Tea Party movement. And Doc Holliday's Tea Party will continue to get the message out to stand on truth and righteousness, the United States Constitution, and let's get this government bureaucracy that's in our lives, in our faces, and it's uh, weighing down on the economy of America Let's make sure our children and grandchildren will be able to live and breathe free in the land of liberty. Amen. All right. Can't wait to see you next week. We'll have so much more to talk about. Every week is interesting. You don't want to miss next week's show because we're going to be talking about what is going on now that the new Congress is sitting and sitting in the, new, in the Senate seats and the in the House of Representatives seats, we've got some good things to talk about and tell you about what's going on there. So uh, listen in next week, and we'll continue the Tea Party movement. 
Thanks for joining us today. And remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. You can order Ed's book, Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide, from the Boston Tea Party to today's Tea Party Revolution by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.